Let's actually do it. Okay, let's dance. Now the time has come to see a show, a show, a show, a show. Fuck yeah. Hey, this is Drew. That was uh, our new intro music. Thanks to the soft core. Or actually, I don't even know if it's soft core. Thanks to the adult film company Electric Blue for that. <laughs> I am here with my best friend, Derek. Oh, hey. yo! No, Ashley this week. She is running a very important errand for our friend, Carrot. Meanwhile, you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Episode 145. Dude, fuck yeah. That's right. right. That's right. Pretty good. Derek, when the heck are we this week? Oh, diggity dog. We're 10 whole days into the new year. January 10th, 2003. Did he make any New Year's resolutions, Drew? I did, yeah, to get out of the to get out of the favela and move on up <laughs> to <laughs> to the Upper East Side. What about you? Uh definitely just do every podcast this year. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean Which is a, no not on a good track so far. It's pretty ambitious. Uh, well you're beating Ashley, so good job on that. All right. What else well, is going on? This is our last chance to reflect on the biggest pop culture moments of 2002. Right. Confusing, right? <laughs> because well, we're in 2003. We're talking New Year's resolution. Okay. We just had the new year. So, yeah. I mean, if ever right. if ever there was a time, we could look back a little bit. All right. Well, it's, it's totally worth looking back on. Uh, big thanks to Tony Danza for hosting the 29th Annual People's Choice Awards. <laughs> What a show, man. Check this out. Well, that's what the people judge the world is like, really, all about. Who do you want? Who do you pick? And just who do you choose? I got a most impressive list of names right here for youth of a rules. Actors, actresses, singers. These programs all they new. In the mix, like a mix for your favorite flicks. And the choice is up to you. Wow. For your favorite TV male performer, here are three who rank. My dog, Ray Romano, Bernie Mac, and Matt LeBlanc. For your favorite band on music. Wow. Okay. You cheat yeah. there, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Matt um, LeBlanc or what? Yeah. <laughs> That's Italian Ice, uh, a Tony Danza original character. Right. Sort of trying to rap to the Ice Ice Baby. No, he's song. definitely going for it. Uh, right. Full force but, rap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a little Half bit of a low. A horrible spit. Yeah. But yeah. Not the best quality recording that we could bootleg, <laughs> but it didn't sound like. Uh, I mean, we saw it live, and his performance was uh, <laughs> lackluster. Yeah. Still, the the show itself was quite a fascinating look back. Uh, anything from the winners or the the nominees and the awards? Like, well, first, I guess my first question is, what the hell are the people People's Choice Awards? It's like <laughs> I don't remember this award show. Yeah. It's so the people's so the people's choose the awards. Or the okay. the award winners, so it's uh, audience members, or audience listeners. Uh, so it's it's not uh, like the Academy. Yeah, but is it like like? Do you remember this show though? Is it like the Teen Choice Awards or like <laughs> MTV replaced this or something? I mean, that's a good question. I 
don't remember. But yeah. but yeah, it's definitely just fans voting. Okay. Yeah. I think it's left open to the public to vote. Well, they did an incredible job this year um, celebrating favorite new TV comedy winner. Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Man, I almost forgot about that show. Oh, shit. I never even... Well, yeah. I think I watched it a couple times. Ellie uh, Cuoco would go on to be a huge <laughs> TV star yeah. following that that uh, breakout performance. Best Motion Picture? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Which means... We just might be watching another Lord of the Rings movie at the end of 2003. So look forward to that. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I think this one's fun. Favorite musician, musical group, or band? Do you see the nominees there? <laughs> Some real winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creed. <laughs> yeah. And who are formerly, well, the Dixie Chicks, who are now named the Chicks. Yep, much more PC. And uh, NSYNC. Yeah, those are some heavy hitters from the early <laughs> early odds right there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, CSI Miami, that's still going strong. Who Here's a one that's near and dear to my heart for favorite new TV uh, dramatic series. CSI One, which is bullshit, over <laughs> Everwood. Oh, Everwood. I loved that show. Uh, me too. Ephraim, man. Yeah. And I think that was where Chris Pratt got his start. <laughs> but... I think that's enough for the 29th annual People's Choice Awards for the year 2002. That's our last look back. Now we're firmly eyes on the future to 2003. So what's playing at the multiplex, Derek? Well, last week in 2003, (laughs) (laughs) we did decide that Just Married with Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy was a bit too cringy it's 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 in the theaters however there is a really basic movie poster but i've heard good things uh from you know the the industry i've got some plugs or not plugs i've got some where do you put them i don't know sparks (laughs) uh but there's another movie that i've heard is really good and it's called city of god very ah. basic movie poster. You've got uh, a girl kissing a boy on the beach. It says City of God, and then underneath it, you've got a bunch of what looks like uh, hoodlums, street rats. I don't know. Uh, just all pointing guns. So holding guns and pointing them. <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah, I've heard this is um this is going to be in Portuguese. It's a Brazilian production and set in Rio de Janeiro. So I'm excited. Let's let's go. Let's watch it. All right. Hey, wait, subtitles? Because I can't speak Portuguese. There should be subtitles. We'll um we'll have to okay. wait and find out though. Alright. Fifteen miles from paradise on the world's meanest streets. Two warring crime lords fight to control the city. Now, for one reporter, the only way out is to expose the story everyone wants to hide. Roger Ebert calls City of God one of the best films you'll ever see. Not really. It's nominated for four Academy Awards. City of God. Rated R. Now playing select cities. 
All right. So like cities yeah. of God. So this, as you can tell from that American trailer, this has been out for a little while in other countries, notably Brazil, where it was released and produced. And so I think this was like appearing on best of lists for critics from seeing it at film festivals and stuff. So it's been gaining buzz for a while. Sorry, I guess we are back in 2002. And <laughs> but it's finally available for mass audiences in America to see in theaters, which is what we did. And man, what a what a ride this movie was. Derek, uh I think we had both seen it when it around when it first came out, but I don't know. What was what was the experience of going back and watching it again like for you? It was totally immersive uh just very well uh story writing uh the writing was good for the characters yeah. the characters were rad and uh just beautiful well and lacklusterly uh beautiful uh scenes of like the favelas and yeah i don't know if lackluster is the right word but um, well, the, depressing, the, the, but also yeah. beautiful at the same time. I mean, and then yeah. you, and then they pop out to the beautiful, like the most beautiful beaches <laughs> yeah. you could you could visit. Which hmm. I don't know the exact geography, but it, the way I understand it, you know, Rio is a <laughs> starkly divided up city oh, yeah. of of like nightlife, and then tourism, and then you know, like, extreme poverty right on the outskirts or right you know next door to right. the the um desirable areas and then next door to the natural beauty that is yep. captured in some of the some of the beach scenes in the movie yeah, and they they show it very well or they they present it very well yeah what about get, what what do you think i yeah i was blown away i honestly it's so weird i vividly remember having the dvd and ashley can collaborate <laughs> uh, collaborate corroborate that's the word uh <laughs> as she did last week that I think I turned her on to the movie and I'm not even sure I watched it. I mean, because it felt so brand new. I I remember scenes or like little snippets. So maybe I watched it uh, when it first came out or maybe I was Same. like trying to get into cooler films oh, and then dude. got turned off by the subtitles or something. I mean, who knows at the time where, where my mind was, but yeah, I was I was blown away by the filmmaking is is really interesting. Like there's this these kinetic action scenes and it's edited in a uh very energetic way, but also the story kind of um uh, starts at the end and then loops all the way back and then goes back in time and then takes little uh, side journeys into the stories of various characters and sometimes you'll see you'll get new information about how a scene played out when you see it through the eyes of a different a different character so that was yeah, really fascinating was, kind of pulp fiction pulp fictiony um in that respect uh but it, and you know it's probably hard not to think of slumdog millionaire when watching this but this movie just because that's set in like the slums of uh mumbai outside oh, of yeah um, yeah a huge city in, in India. So, but that's like a t completely different tone. This is a harsh, every time you're kind of like mesmerized or getting um, 
enjoying your time in the world or with the characters, uh, a kid is killed or shot in the foot or, you know. Like... Yeah, or you're worried about somebody or worried about what's going to happen to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's there's no you know nobody is above the violence and the the danger in in a scenario like this not even the people making the film apparently <laughs> because they had like they couldn't actually film in the favela that they were um, depicting because that was actively in conflict so they were filming like at a, a genuine favela and you know there's no sets there's no actors in this movie the only dude who, so the um, sets there there aren't any sets because there well, were a couple of times when I was like, all right, they could they could make this you know alleyway in Hollywood or something. So it I, I guess I sh- on I, on on uh, location. I, I believe so. And when I say no sets, I mean obviously they like you know um, modified okay. some of the yeah decorated and yeah, and yeah. intentionally stylized some of the locations but yeah it's all on location and it's all with non-professional actors the dude who played carrot was the only person who had acting experience before and you would i mean what did you think of the the performances like they obviously it seems really authentic but it was never i was never distracted by their acting oh no definitely was not distracted by their acting uh, it takes a couple of minutes to get into the vibe that like these characters do really well, uh, or these actors do really well in the characters that they're that they're playing in this world. Yeah, so very yeah. Even Carrot, uh, that's the the white kid with uh, red hair, red yeah. curly hair. Yeah, <laughs> Carrot top. even him. Um, throughout the entire movie, uh, a, a very odd character to <laughs> his his arc, mm-hmm. or or waves of up and downs, uh, was interesting in in the midst of everybody else that's in the film. So yeah, yeah, you kind of get you get introduced. I guess the other film that I was thinking about a lot was Goodfellas because it's this rise from it's told through the perspective of a younger character. And he's like rising. He's actually in this movie more on the fringe uh, of the violence or of the like ambition to become a, a gangster or uh, basically the only way that, that most of the characters can um, move up or make money or, you know, survive more or less is to get out leave. of the the city of god yeah if they even want to it's like most of the characters that we follow just kind of want to um become as powerful as they can within the the constraints of this uh really fucked up you know circle of violence Mm -hmm. they are uh selling drugs and um robbing people there's a horrible sequence with a um where they it's actually a pretty that's what the, the trick that this movie does is it's an entertaining sequence when they stick up the uh, brothel and they go room to room and catch people with their pants down literally and, and, and rob them, which is pretty clever because one, you know, they're carrying a lot of money and two, they're not going to be in a position to fight back. (laughs) Right. Right. And this is getting further into the film, but which is fine. Uh, But Mm -hmm. Lil, Lil Z. Yeah. Is the one who kind of, who is the one that came up with, with this idea. Formerly Lil Dice. Oh yeah. <laughs> will be will be called Lil Lil Dice? 
I think it was Lil Dice, and then he changed his name to Lil Z when he had that like. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. So basically, that's a good example of what I was talking about. We find out later. So we we the police show up, mm, yeah. and or I don't even know exactly how they they um, how it unfolds in the first part of the the movie, but everyone, the people that were kind of following the Tinder trio, um, and then they have like Lil Dice, Lil Z is their um, prodigy and he's way too eager to hold a gun and way too eager to become one of the, <laughs> one of the men. Uh, so you can mm-hmm. sense a little bit of, um, of danger there, but also, you know, he's, a, he's a kid. So uh, kids like to play with guns and uh, toy guns and, and uh, in this environment, real ones. So he's just the lookout and the, the guys that, that complete the robbery, they don't hurt anybody. Uh, I mean, they might like, um, um, assault people. They don't kill anybody, but it turns. But we find out that everyone ends up dead somehow. So we kind of yeah. assume that it was the police, or it was a rival gang, or it was some like you know outside force. Yeah, that, when they were when everyone. they were uh, get uh, in the getaway car or wherever they, however they were getting away. Uh, there was a moment where there were gunshots, and they're like, "Oh, the police showed up. They must." You know, why? Yeah, and yeah, but we so, find out that like yeah. so when they go back out, little little Z is missing, and they're like, "Oh, he must have ran off or something." And we yeah. find out later in a flashback that he went in with this psychotic like grin on his face, oh yeah, and just started killing everyone. Yeah, I mean, there's just absolutely like he, Oof. and then of course that ruthlessness is rewarded in this environment because he becomes kind of the leading um, drug dealer kind of kingpin of, of the city. And he's got the city divided up into two regions more or less. And carrot runs his half and Lil Z runs his half. But we, the whole central conflict of the film is going to be like Lil Z never being satisfied with the amount of power he has and oh he killed whole... everybody to get his side of the of the city yeah yeah just well they was killing not not just <laughs> when he when he killed those people in the brothel but i mean that was like essentially that... killing all of his enemies i mean i don't even uh, there's no reason to like categorize which one's better or worse but when he was a kid that was just kind of setting him up as like a pure psycho like he had no motive yeah. for killing those people other than a bloodthirst i think they yeah. even kind of say that in the narration and then later his motive was just blind power like blind ambition and, and desire to get more yeah. power so he was yeah he had no qualms ever about resorting to violence he and frankly he enjoyed it yeah um, which is a mostly a a um asset in this uh fucked up power <laughs> dynamic but it, but it could but it it does escalate things to an unsustainable level and kind of um catches up with them so eventually i was actually just reading the tagline if you run the beast catches you if you stay the beast eats you <laughs> so <laughs> you're kind of yeah. like having to stay at that level um and then once the whole the whole like city turns into uh, a war and nobody can go out on the streets safely. 
it's kind of a matter of time before he's doomed. But uh, but yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves. There's some sure. the 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 sympathetic characters in the story are uh, the narrator Rocket. Um, yep. He's he's the um, I'm going to get so tangled in this web of characters, but his brother it's a, it's a very character driven film so yeah that makes sense his brother gets killed early goose. on in the movie right uh rockets yeah, Go- rockets brother i believe is goose yes yeah yeah and goose uh, goose yeah. gets killed by a baby little z yeah oh well when he's still little dice yeah right because he finds them with the money and he like robs these two kids like that he knows he's like you know, we've been basically, you know, kind of like your mentors. Um, so give us, give me your money. I'm, he, he's going to, I think he's going to like leave because he's sleeping with that one dude's wife. So he's going to leave town. But when he steals the money from the kids, the crazy kid shoots him. So, yeah. Uh, so or he hired somebody to shoot him, I believe. I think they show him just walking away and then you think he's going to leave. And, he, and and that's that's when we see. That might be the first time we see little uh little Z kill okay. someone. I'm thinking of um what's his name? Something Ned. Yeah, knockout Ned. Yeah, knockout Ned. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So again, this film has it it reminded me of um Snatch in the sense yep. where it, it uh frees the frame and then have some minor text that says like this is the story of this person or freeze frame we're not going to go into this just yet but in a little bit we will you know obviously they <laughs> they they word it better than than that but. <laughs> well exactly they do like chapter breaks and it's yeah. so it's it's yeah. it's told it's told mostly in order but again they kind of like loop they yeah. loop back to something they they start at the end then they go to the beginning and then they mostly go back pick us you know get us back caught up to where it started with the chicken on the run um, and then the like, so Rocket wants to become a photographer, and uh, we kind of we know from the fact that he's narrating the story that he's at least going to survive until the point where we see him <laughs> in between the police and the gang uh, yeah. at the beginning of the movie. And so by the time we get back to that point, it's all bets are off because anything anything could happen. Um, we're in new new territory then uh, yeah but there are a couple so i guess the point i was going to get to is that there are a couple likable characters in the movie that are trying to do better things that are trying to get out of this um cycle of violence and those are benny um who is yep. Lil z's um second in command for a while but he is like the most popular guy in the city He's destined for, you know, he knows he could like achieve other things because he's got just <laughs> more charisma and more of a a well-rounded. <laughs> he can fit in with everyone. He doesn't have to be yeah, yeah. a gangbanger. Uh, so at his going away party, of course, something horrible has to happen. We do have a clip from from uh, uh, Benny's going away party. <sighs> Brutal part. You want to be a photographer? Yeah, here's a present. Shit, dude, this is great. Now move your ass, shake it. Oh, man. 
if Benny's given Rocket his first camera. Like, legit camera, yeah. too. Yeah. And then Lil Z's making this guy strip in the dance club because he's dating this girl that he likes, that Lil Z likes, which is crazy. Yeah. You can go ahead and, you can go ahead and cut it there. All right. Yeah, so eventually there'll be a altercation between um, Benny and Lil Z, like, who are really tight. And meanwhile, someone is coming to get revenge on One Lil Z. Yeah, is it? Um, well, runs or, you know, I, I don't know. It's It may, might be Lil Z. Oh, it's, Bla- it's Blackie. It's the dude who ah, he took shit. his, like, the, there's a whole, one of the chapters is about the history of this apartment that they deal drugs out of. Oh, and so right, Blackie right. inherited it from somebody before him. And then Lil Z just comes in and holds it up, whole, you know, is like, it's it's mine now and shoots him in the leg. <laughs> and kicks Blackie out of his position of power. And so he's coming to shoot right, Bull Z right. while they're wrestling over the camera. And of course, he accidentally, I mean, we this, you could see this coming a mile away. Everything yeah, was going for sure. So good for Benny. And um, always that fucking, the, the name of the chapter. Right. Uh, a farewell to Benny. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, it was his going away party. Which, yeah, but, but like, yeah. But yeah, in, in the context of this film and, and what I, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. A farewell, he's probably not going to get to where he actually should be farewelled to. The the other movies, the other type of movie that I kept coming to would be something like Train Spotting or Requiem, where mm-hmm. you do at times get to see the euphoria of the lifestyle of the characters. It's a little different mm-hmm. with drugs, and you just know the whole time it's <laughs> completely gonna oh, ruin so like dead blow. end their life so yeah like blow. blow is a better example of like it, it looks really fun blow is basically good fellows with you know uh, with the cocaine story arc tied on but i mean it's based on a real person who lived that life so anyway this one follows a similar arc where you attract a similar tragic arc where no matter how good things are going for the characters at any given time you assume the worst and yep. the worst happens for Benny, unfortunately. And then we're just left with, as far as characters that we kind of have a a rooting interest in, we're left with Rocket, and we're also left with, to some degree, with Knockout Ned. Mm-hmm. But then, because he is a legitimate beef, like everyone, with Lil Z, but mm-hmm. he kind of, we see in that bank robbery scene, that he also turned a corner from having these principles to just shooting these a cop. principles of not shooting yeah or not not killing anybody not to, killing yes. anybody and definitely not killing innocent people and right. it turns out he kills an innocent security officer during a bank robbery or whatever they were doing yeah. and and again we find out later that <laughs> his, the guy he killed his son was there and that son will kind of infiltrate um knockout ned is on carrot's side of the the gang war so that kid will infiltrate their gang and end up killing knockout ned right as he's about to kill um Lil Z. 
So yeah, nobody can escape. Like also, there should just yeah. be 15 minutes of this podcast about knockout Ned. Yeah, it's very interesting, but we're not going to do it. Chapter break. The story of knockout Ned. Yeah. <laughs> in knockout, and Logan pointed this out. I was watching this with our friend Logan, who has spent some time um, after college in, in Rio de, de Janeiro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in gangs in Rio, yeah. embedded. Um, no, just on some nice, uh, a nice college trip, and he uh, he was like, I mean, this is probably a pretty obvious double entendre, but they say something about knockout Ned being like a fighter, but the knockout is because he's so handsome. Um, ah, shit. Okay. Yeah. Cause they, and they also talk about that in the movie. Like, Lil yeah, Z just is a jealous. ridiculously good looking guy that, yeah. that is totally, uh, won this girl over that Lil Z is totally into. Yeah. And, and the other thing I wanted to get your take on is, um, cause Logan and I, I think disagreed on, on this, I I kind of sensed a um uh more than friendship relationship between uh Lil Z and and Benny because the way he reacts is more like a jealous uh like more like jealous in a I, I don't know a romantic way than just jealous of of the the guy mm. approaching the girl like he's really mad that that Benny is leaving with this with this woman he calls her a bitch like He's just gets like, and then he take he like forces. He's using gay slurs and forces the guy to pull his pants down. It's yeah. like I felt some homo, um, you know, like, um, hmm. uh, some just some yeah. some deep rooted kind of stuff that he was bringing out. Homophobia. That. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> so I don't know what you chose. Uh, I would say no. Uh, okay. He he totally was into this chick that was with this guy, and it's scary. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just getting naked was just to humiliate him. And I, I guess in in hindsight or in, after some forethought, mm-hmm. this guy was gonna get fucking murked anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just thought the way he reacted to Benny's leaving. I mean, it, it was his best friend and his only yeah. real, like, his only real friend that cared about him in any way other than just needing, right, uh, just right, being, like part of the gang on his his power, right. but business, business, and like this is his real friend. Yeah, he just seems specifically. Realist. He seems specifically disturbed by the fact that he was leaving with a girlfriend and it yeah it doesn't matter i mean i just i just thought it added like another layer to that scene it felt like he, they were breaking up um whether they're breaking up as well, friends or he had oh, some sure. kind of other other attraction to him or not yeah uh, i'm getting two different uh characters mixed up there there are a lot so you'll have to forgive oh, yeah. me yeah uh, yeah but, yeah but yeah, uh, definitely a breakup, a friend breakup. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's like the, the last thing that, that. It, it, Benny's the last thing that in, in several moments he somewhat tempers uh, Lil Z's rage and gets right. him to like let someone go and versus says, just kill them. Right, right. Several times he yeah. he he had done that, but yeah. So I mean, with him gone, I mean the the, the then little Z's gone oh, obviously completely. Fucking- Go on a fucking rampage, yeah, yeah, and because he's and he's mad uh, on top of it, and and then 
<laughs> and then before <laughs> Benny can even leave, he gets killed in front of Little Z, and and Little Z obviously has a, a really you know distraught reaction to that. Oh shit! But yeah, it was his fault, and I mean that was, was a beautiful, beautiful scene. Yeah, I mean it's fucked up. Obviously, what's happening, but so every you know gunshots go off in the club, and then the strobe lights are still going on, and Benny's dead. Yeah, or or and or dying. They don't really show it, but and then yeah, Lil Z's just right there, and you know kneeling over his body and just screams out loud. So yeah, there's some. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. I mean, I'm there's there's so much happens in this movie and there's so many characters. Like now I'm just kind of scanning the synopsis. Knockout Ned's uh, uh, girlfriend is the one that Benny is, that Lil Z is trying to hit on. So he like, he, he has this whole gang attack uh, Ned and then rapes his girlfriend in front of him. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, they still they kill multiple members of Knockout Ned's family, and yeah. including his brother in front of him. They oh, shoot his the brother like house up. yeah, they shoot the house up. Then his brother goes out, uh, yeah. and like tries to stab. Uh, Lil Z. He does stab him, but just on the arm or something. And yeah. then of course, like forty people unload uh, rifles rifles onto into his brother, and it's yeah. the war is pretty much just on on from there. That's when. Uh, Ned has like a military background, so he's a yep. really good soldier and uh, a really skilled <laughs> um, criminal or a really skilled fighter in this in this um, uh, war zone, basically. So he gives Carrot's side of the the gang war a lot of um, competence. And so, so, so Carrot's pretty, not yeah. the not the kid with the curly red hair. Carrot yeah. is the one that supplies the guns and it's like. No, carrots the carrots the the one of the white people in the movie with with red hair. Yeah, one of the yeah. two or yeah, whatever. He's not the gun dealer. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, but carrot runs the other gang. Like carrot was around before little Z came into power, right, and they right, sort right. of kind of yeah. compromised that they would yeah. split up the they would split up the territory. Right. Little as long Z as they has respected issues. these certain laws. Yeah, well, little Z has issues with the way he's with the way carrot is handling or not handling the runts. Who are the like kid gang? Yeah, that, that yeah. just that they go around robbing things and fucking robbing like a baguette shop or something. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. Lil Z doesn't. He wants to run a tighter ship, and so he shoots one of. He makes one of the kids <laughs> decide which of his friends he's fucking shoot. gnarly scene, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. I know. I mean, that's there's so many moments. There's two, in this movie there's two where, young kids. They're both going to get shot. Choose your hand or choose your foot. (laughs) And then after they both get shot in the foot, (laughs) then it's uh, shit. Another character has to decide if he's which one to kill. Yeah. 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 They want to make this kid. They want to basically turn this kid into a killer. Yeah, um, and this kid wants to be part of the gang too, so it's like But he is not like Lil Z. He didn't he wasn't oh. ready. He wasn't prepared to shoot someone. So he does he does Oof, what he ends up he doing it because his life depends on it. Yep. And then now the the cycle continues with another uh yeah. generation and and everyone basically has to enlist or just hide 
um, as the movie progresses because the whole the whole city is just at war. Right, and that's where Rocket kind of comes. Rocket's kind of uh, cadence in this world mm-hmm. is is where that comes from. So he works at a supermarket and stays out of the trouble until so yeah well i mean so the bright spot in the movie is um God, is so rocket's intense, dude. big break and he's working as sort of an intern or sort of a uh assistant at the paper and he's um yep. into photography so he hangs out with the the photographers and mm-hmm. eventually gets uh, just by luck uh, ends up at Lil Z's hideout and Lil Z wants to be, wants to be famous and have pictures of himself in the paper. So they basically do (laughs) ask rocket to do a photo shoot and conveniently give him the camera that Benny was trying to give him, you know, a while earlier. So he takes yeah, their pictures. Yeah, when Benny passed away. Yeah. Or yeah. He, but now he, yeah. he has the camera. He takes their pictures and he's got a huge scoop so he can go back to the paper and get them developed. It, it's all kind of coincidental. Or not even, not even a huge scoop, just a roll of film that he, well, he probably should have just, re- well, his expectation, Rocket's expectation was develop these for free and then I'll yeah. take them back to, you know, to Lil Z and the gang. Exactly. And then what what he, transpires? Yeah. Well, he doesn't know he has a scoop. I just mean he he walks into it and then they weren't even going to develop the photos right. because he's it's it's you know, against policy, but somebody but the nice photographer kind of like throws it in with his and yep. then one of the journalists sees the photos and just throws them on the front page of the paper. And, and immediately so, you're like, what the fuck? This yeah. person's trying to steal these photos and the story. And and uh, Rocket's reaction is, yeah. well, I'm, well, now I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but little does he know, um, well, Z is going to be thrilled Fucking, yeah. by, the, by the celebrity. So it works out it, really right. well for Rocket's career. And the, everyone at the paper. Z and his, Lil Z and his buddies were just looking at the paper and they bought more. Yeah. They bought like 20 <laughs> fucking papers because they're just like, this is fucking rad. Yeah. We're on the front page now instead of, uh, I forget who who else was. Yeah, on somebody from Carrot's gang must have been um, on the, in the papers. Yeah, and they're just like, why aren't we on it? couldn't find any so. mention of them really. Uh, yeah, but then, what was what was wild is how that everyone at the newspaper reacted. It was um, he confronts Rocket confronts the the woman who published the story, yeah, and explains uh, how he got the photos, and she immediately is like, "Well, we're gonna pay you." And um, now and you're... also and also a good because that was a very stressful part of the movie. Yeah, but she she was she, or she did say. Whatever is there, we put in the paper. Like whatever's right. there is is for all of us. Like this is a conglomerate. Let's you know, let's post or not post, but write a story, publish it, put it on newspaper, etc. Yeah. So it wasn't that she was stealing his photos because that's how, you know, uh, most viewers, specifically me, would would have uh, expected that to go down, but. It was, yeah. It was. It was. Well, I, I yeah, all these then, things made it like a really, 
well, they all made it like a really surprising, interesting scene because he yeah. was scared for his life yeah. and mad. She was explaining. And he still is. Well, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know yet that their reaction was. <laughs> we'll, we'll get. To, we'll, let's get to the reaction because that's yeah. where the cops and the. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, they are they've brazenly made themselves public. I mean, like they. Oh, uh, sure, sure. So everyone knows their identity. They are buying guns from an undercover cop, um, or a person. They're buying guns from a corrupt cop. But the dealer that we see works, you, you know, he's the liaison between these corrupt cops and the criminals. So they're buying guns from the cops, basically. So yeah. when they don't, and and of course, Lil Z is um, like always uh, just kind of brushing off consequences. So he doesn't want to pay for the guns and the cops aren't going to stand for that. Um and uh, I mean, everything just kind of spirals, but uh, not before um, Rocket goes home with the journalist and loses her, his virginity to her, which is fun. Oh, yeah. That's him. another that's another <laughs> 15, 20 minute episode of a yeah. uh, new release. Yeah. Is Rocket <laughs> getting his uh, virginity taken away? Yeah. Which he's been angling it. to which he's been trying to lose for the whole movie. We didn't yeah. we haven't talked about in. Angelica or Angelica, um, yeah, Angelica, is, who's a love interest of of Rocket. But then Benny starts dating her. But then Benny dies, and then and yeah. then we don't really see her again. She kind of no. just hopefully she just leaves after that after Benny dies and gets out of Dodge because I assume if she'd been around, we would have we would have seen her again. Yeah. Um, oh, and the person who. <laughs> There's a lot to this movie. It's oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not here to like recap it necessarily. I mean, right, right. And hopefully, hopefully, we're doing a good enough job of pointing out the things that that we enjoyed about it. It's just the more you talk about it, the more it like unspools all these threads of <laughs> of plot. Uh, yeah. But anyway, things yeah ultimately work out for Rocket in the sense that he is a he's sort of the the Peter Parker to Spider-Man <laughs> where he has okay. an in with these criminals. And so they'll let him be around and, and do all these like um, very um, uh, exclusive or personal photos of, of them. So he's able of to get major uh, like crimes that are going down in the city. Yeah. 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 So he's able to get some behind the scenes footage. Yeah. And then the whole thing culminates in that, in a shootout in the street, which is the, which is when we've kind of reached where the movie started with the police on one side and, and the gang on another side and, and um, rocket in the middle about to take their photo. Um, and then all, all hell breaks loose from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens with Lil Z is that he is on the verge of death, but the police just take him to an alley and, and kind of like they want to extort him and they, they take all his money and all of his power away and they're going to like, but they're going to let him go because he's got what? $10 million in cash or 10 K or something. I think that they, they're going to just like, you, you know, exert 
their power over him and, and there's really no need for them to kill him because they have him now. He's got no more money or, or power. Um, but that's when the runs show up and <laughs> and get their revenge and and they get to they are the ones that actually end up killing Lil Z. So mm-hmm. he dies and meanwhile Rocket is just getting like racing around the city through all this conflict and getting uh, insane like um photos he's getting photos of the cops negotiating with yeah. z he's getting photos of z on on the ground after he's killed by by the runts mm-hmm. and all sorts of all sorts of really high level or um valuable photography that he can sell to magazines and kind of use this not in an exploit exploitative way i mean he didn't ask for any of this but he was opportunistic in the sense that this is basically his break and his way to escape from he was never angling to be part of any of this but you still need a lot of help to get out of it um when you're coming from that those beginnings um so yeah i mean i don't know how did you feel by the end of the movie um worn out yeah <laughs> stressed uh at the same time happy yeah because of just the quality of the film right cuz i always talk about this is you know how do they make it and um how how are the actors feeling behind the scenes and blah 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 but overall yeah um <laughs> stressed the the flashbacks to the beginning of the film and some of the other parts of the film and the different sides of the story were oh, just so fucking good. It just satisfied everything that I want in a film. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think we've hit on a lot of the ref- the reference points um, that this film might have been drawing from cinematically and from uh, like a stylistic editing cinematography perspective. But it was telling a, a original story in a setting that most people hadn't seen before and using non-actor, you know, non-actors, certainly nobody famous as a draw. And the fact that this movie kind of was a breakout international hit um, has to be attributed to just the, the novel like story that was being put on display here. I mean, hopefully there were some positive, like by spotlighting this, um, you know, we've had enough time if we were better historians to to trace the impact of this. But at a minimum, from a journalistic standpoint, it spotlight spotlit some of the the violence that the extreme violence that's going on in these communities and the, the realistic yeah. extreme violence. Yes, yeah. yeah, like well, real yeah, life there's shit. There's a little bit of a, a a clip reel at the end during the credits where they show the real rocket doing some interviews or maybe it's actually they showed knockout ned doing interviews because they uh, they have this person this news footage of one of the quotes that he says from the movie so there were loose allusions to yeah, real and, people and real stories here well and at the yeah. very fucking end it says based on a true story at the end it doesn't say it in the beginning yeah and did, i did think you, it's, you saw that yeah i did yeah and and um there was a novel that came out a few years earlier that 
you know, probably that they took a lot of um, information from and, and it says it's adapted sure. from, from that novel, but loosely based on real events, which is very vague. So, well, yeah, but oh, Adam, but it, the, course, the, yeah. the, the, the turmoil and the, like what they were capturing, like who it knows about like, so the details fucking, of the characters. Yeah. Seems so very possible. Which yeah, makes the well, film it, that is definitely <laughs> which makes the film all on top of how well it's done, like extra intense, which is rad. Yeah, I don't think you could really you couldn't fake this level of um of tension and seriousness with especially with non actors if you weren't just immersed. <laughs> it's kind of a immersive, immersive filmmaking method method of filmmaking to a to a degree where. Like I said, they couldn't even film in some of the locations because they yeah. were actively under conflict. So they were filming nearby and, and everyone that's in the production uh, for the most part has firsthand experience of the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, rather than just like someone trying to spend a few months trying to become <laughs> um, a, a character for a movie. These people were spent their whole life leading up to this, doing it. There was Logan mentioned some kind of controversy that once the film became a pretty big hit, they obviously didn't renegotiate contracts or anything for all the people. So I think everyone was pretty minimally compensated. Um, It's a non-American production, so who knows what their the film industry and five thousand dollars for (laughs) ten days, five days. yeah, who knows? Like, I just don't. I don't think there's a booming yeah. film business in Brazil at the time, or even it's not a, like a film mecca. So, um, yeah. all all of those things make the fact that it was a breakout hit really impressive and and remarkable. Absolutely, but yeah. I, I don't think any of the people from the movie necessarily broke out beyond beyond it, which is kind of kind of sad. Yeah. Well, I don't want to think about that. So let's move on, please. Well, that's the that's the the, the nature of this story. It can, <laughs> we can celebrate the good things, and then we have to come back down to earth with uh, <laughs> the sadness. So yeah, that's a, that's all I've got uh, for the first part of our discussion. I think we can talk a little bit more about the awards and and uh, the reception to it later. But um, are you ready for rank the blank? Oh boy, I am. Okay. Do we have Ooh. a a sponsor for our favorite segments? Yes, our fake sponsor this week. It took you and me so many emails. Oh, yes. Old school emails on CRT monitors. Anyway, I don't uh, want to disparage them, but absolutely. Let's check it out. Moo! Most low-priced computer ads include legal type, like this, to let you know about all the wonderful things you won't be getting with your computer. <laughs> now, this system includes everything you need to get started. Such a lame commercial. Printer, monitor, oh, and software. And all the fucking sound it's effects. It's only $14.99 plus shipping and tax. $14.99, like $1,499. Gateway computers, $1,500. Pentium processors. Get out of here. I mean, there are fake fake sponsors, so. Is that good? (laughs) No. (laughs) Luckily, there are fake sponsors. No. Well, maybe. There used to be Gateway stores. Yeah. And I went went to a a couple. Anyway. Yeah, um, I definitely had a, I definitely had various Gateway 
computers. I think th- this was absolute peak packaging and bundling all sorts of blo- bloated software. But like the reason the 1499 comes into play is because of the extra printer and monitor and all the other nonsense that is um, included. Anyway, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic is films set or partially set in beautiful Rio de Janeiro. So I thought this could be fun because when you look at filming locations uh, list for Rio, you can see quite the spectrum of uh of films that have been that have been shot there or spent some time on location in Rio that's such a crucial part to this movie but um before we get into our choices Derek anything from this list of honorable mentions of movies that were set or shot in Rio that uh, is jumping out at you jumping out like a fantastic beast yeah <laughs> for example yeah you like that one all right, or jumping out for like a free throw, like Fletch. What is Fletch about? <laughs> it's a Chevy Chase movie. All right, well, so also, Chevy Chase doesn't. Play also, I heard a. I was listening to some podcast and they were talking about Chevy. Is it Chevy Chase or Chevy Chase? Uh, I don't know. Is it Chevy or Chevy? I don't know. Because you I pronounce. How do you pronounce the car? Uh, Chevy. And how do you pronounce the actor? I don't know. Well, but like, what would you have said off the top of your head? Chevy like, Chase. Yeah, because I could have sworn they said Chevy, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Have I been saying <laughs> Chevy this whole time, and it's They're, Chevy because the car is Chevy? We've gone through this before no, with other actors. Oh. <laughs> uh, is it Zendaya or Zendaya? <laughs> no, that's there's yeah, that's different, but it is Zendaya. Um, yeah, anyway, okay, it is. I, I'll, I'll get um, to the bottom of that later. Okay, fine. The Incredible Hulk, the original? No, I think the I think the Ang Lee one. When did that come out? It might be this year. Or maybe okay. it's the newer one. That's the 2008 one. I think we have a, a Hulk movie coming out in 2003. But okay. this is the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Oh, okay. All right. Got to love Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. Uh Moonraker, the James Bond 007 film. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, friend of the podcast, James, <laughs> uh would love this one. Fast five, right? It's Fast and Furious Five. Yeah, which in Rio we got maybe. A, we've got a fast movie coming out. And oh god. Jesus. This this might be Fast Five might be the pinnacle of the franchise <laughs> and like Marvel movies. Oh wait, the, wait, I hear somebody calling in. Yeah. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Our lines are busy, so James can't get through. Yeah, I think she bad. might disagree with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know what her answer would be. We'll we'll rank them <laughs> later in the year, I promise. But they do the thing that Marvel movies do, where they just like hop constantly from city to city, trying to oh, pull yeah. in as many different international audiences as possible. But right. I think most of the climax and most of the action in Fast Five actually is in Rio. So that's. That's definitely a good, a good option yeah. that we didn't pick. Cool. So yeah, Vin Diesel also may have filmed Triple uh, X in Rio while he was filming Fast Five. 
Well, there we go. Uh, it's Double just, down. Uh, yeah, I'm just making a guess. All right. You didn't so, mention the animated uh, movie Rio and Rio 2. <sighs> well, you did, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do so, we got? We got the, yeah. So no, no Instagram uh, responses this week. Um, however, let's just get straight to the nominees. Sure. So the movie of the week. It's obviously City of God, filmed in Rio, de Janeiro. Um, yep, very solid choice. Ashley, what do you got? I don't have anything this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then, true. What is uh? What's your what's your rank the blank for this week? Rio and Rio focused movie. Yeah, I think I picked probably one of the most, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this movie, but it's probably one of the most well-known Brazilian productions aside from City of of God. And it's this really high-level action movie called Elite Squad that follows kind of corruption in the police force. And there's, there's a sequel to it. I might have seen the sequel before I saw the first one, but it's some of the most like intense, well-choreographed, um, I don't know, ra- like raid and raid redemption style action, just just like huge gun battles, um, uh, chase sequences, things like that. And uh, it's uh, there was like moments in City of God where the handheld camera or like I don't I don't think they they didn't care as much about like the action as they did the characters, which is fine. Elite Squad is if you want to see kind of like some of the same sort of events taking place through when the I hiked pers- to the top of the highest mountain peak i had never felt more in- oops sorry about what that, was that? Oh, don't <laughs> worry about that you'll soon um, find out yeah anyway oh god anyway that's uh that's going to be my choice it's uh uh an incredible action film if you haven't seen it okay all right so would you say elite squad is uh, so far, out of the two, Elite Squad versus City of God, they kind of rhyme. Elite Squad. Yeah. It's even God. even on the poster for Elite Squad, it says from the producers of City of God. So that's funny. Um, I don't know. They're just different. Uh, I don't know which one makes better use of the location. It's they're both. It's not like Fast and Furious where they just like using it as a backdrop. They're both about the um about the society there. So I think they're Mm -hmm. neck and neck for me. Okay. Speaking of neck and neck. (laughs) All right. So uh, neck and neck, dude. Nice. Um, (laughs) So Ashley doesn't have one. You've got ones. It's against city of God and elite squad. Um, I'm thinking of twilight. (laughs) Breaking God. Matt Uh, LeBlanc. (laughs) Yeah. Twilight, Twilight. So, Drew, you had to remind me where uh, where Edward and Bella went, but they they yep. did they did end up going to Rio, and it was spectacular, a magical honeymoon experience. Yeah, I mean, aside from me being a Twilight nerd, if I guess if that's what I call myself, anyway, I love the books, I love the movies. It's fine. You're a Twi guy. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a Twi guy. Not a Tri guy, but a Twi guy. 
Um, yeah, so there are, well, th- anyway, there are some indications of, or not indications, but some some very minimal kind of culture shown in that film. They spent like three minutes like yeah, out in yeah. town, and then they go off to that yeah. private island to make love in the moonlight. Yeah, exactly. So. The moonlight, twilight, we get it. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like that yours is out <laughs> of left field. Um, another iconic twilight moment that <laughs> left field softball scene, but uh, they definitely don't take advantage it's funny they they go from spending all that time in the forest and then you know pacific northwest our native land and they go to rio for like two seconds and then they just go to that island and we don't really see any more (laughs) of the the city but so i wonder if the island scenes are filmed probably they're probably filmed in rio so uh, that's beautiful backdrop yeah, yeah. So let's dipping. exactly. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say <laughs> is Twilight is absolutely last. Okay, good choice. Is it Elite Squad or City of God? Um, Drew, you're calling the shots on uh, this rank the blank. So what have you this week? I, I think I think City of God is the more um, empathetic peak behind the curtain of of the location elite squad is certainly a um, a better pure action movie and has better action sequences but city of god we get to see the location through the eyes of the characters and i think that's more interesting so i'm gonna say city of god elite squad and breaking dodd and ashley's not here yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> All right. Well, that's All right. it for rank the rank the blank sponsored rank the by blank dude gateway and Derek's technical difficulties. If you had a gateway, you would wouldn't have these issues. But or rather, maybe, my should I not have a gateway? Maybe your gateway is <laughs> acting up. What their biggest contribution to PCs were was the uh, the cow print box. Like, yeah, sure. That was real cool. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, to repair this. So, let's get back to our feature presentation. No, fine. <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. Well, um, Derek, I don't know if you've been reading the local papers or polling the people coming out of the theater, but what has the reception been like for City of God? It's really fucking good. Yeah. I haven't been reading the papers. I've just been hearing word of mouth from folks around town. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything too horrible aside from having to read subtitles, which is not a good excuse to give a movie a bad bad review. Oh, Colin Kennedy from Empire compared it favorably to Goodfellas. Guess we mm-hmm. we called that one Ebert four out of four. Wow, City of God churns with furious energy as it plunges into the story of the slum gangs of Rio. Film, City yeah, of- here we go. Yeah, you can play that. All it really is is um, by Fernando Morellas. 
and telling the story of poor boys growing up into lies of crime in the slums of Rio de Janeiro. This movie is a breathtaking combination of style and subject with virtuoso filmmaking and a heartbreaking message. And number one, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And number one, Steven Spielberg, Minority Report. But yeah. that's not what we're talking about. So. Yeah, so Ebert put it on his put it second on his top ten list for uh, guessing the previous year. Like Dude, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, when I watched this, so I, uh, I, I, like you had mentioned at the the top of the episode, um, this was getting into some indie film kind of uh thickness or mm-hmm. you know knowing <laughs> thickness sure <laughs> get down, get down, down with thickness. the thickness yep. yeah <laughs> anyway so that's cool yeah and um i we part of the thickness that you might be referring to is um all the awards it was being nominated for it, it was nominated for oh, yeah, that's four academy awards i could have sworn it won like best foreign film but that's not the case um it was nominated for director screenplay cinematography editing it did win an audience award at the afi fest and all these things are happening um i wonder if these were happening in the year 2003 or happening from the previous year celebrating it but either way i I, yeah it's so funny i've been talking to random friends of ours um uh in the neighborhood and everyone knows about this movie it's not obscure as uh, as you would think or like as maybe i thought i thought it was it's it was like a popular movie that was that had subtitles when we were at an age i was at an age that i wasn't watching movies like that so yeah agreed i mean i i was confusing this with uh, a nick cage film when we were talking about it originally mm, to the evangels uh <laughs> fuck what whichever one he's playing a a gun distributor oh lord of war yeah lord of war yeah because he's also in city of angels lord of war who knows um yeah but yeah <laughs> it's it's interesting man and what the moment i started it i i totally remembered that i had seen it before so anyway cool. um do we want to talk about the box office drew yeah, so it's just starting to make a mark. Um, just married, really, really coming out the gate strong with seventeen, seventeen million. Lord of the Rings has been uh, the two towers has been in theaters for four weeks now, and that's still at number two. Um, but City of God is making its debut at number forty. Jesus, wow! <laughs> it's it's only in five theaters. It's average. Okay. Um, 17,000 per theater. Let's see. Let me see how that compares to um, Just Married. That's actually so pretty 6, fucking per good, theater. man. Yeah. 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 And, so yeah. And like the next highest is like Chicago, 15K per theater. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, it and the Lion King IMAX re- release, 14K. So. It's definitely going to be um, expanding, and we'll keep we'll keep an eye on it as we move yeah. through through the the coming weeks. Yeah, and I feel like this is also a film that is, you know, kind of like good leftovers. You come oh, back yeah. to, you know, you don't have to see it in theaters to necessarily get the the full, uh, the full feel from it. Shout out so to Jen's Dynasty too. 
<laughs> Fuck off. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I know. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Proceed. Let's do the next one. All right. Motherfucker. So <laughs> is this a new release or old news? And when we ask that, should it be remade? Do we want more? Is it outdated? What are your what, is it new release or old news? Um, before I answer, as usual, I, I do have to ask you: Did you know about the sequel to this movie? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? No, there really is. It's called. I got so confused because oh my god, Copus was. I was arguing with our friend Copus about this, and I thought he was talking <laughs> about Children of Men. Which is a well, so, yes. sci-fi movie. There is a yeah. 2007 sequel to this called City of Men. Um, yeah, and I also mistake to the or uh, was mistaken mistakenly thought of this film of Children of Men as well, where there's right. the last female that can have a kid, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. Um, so we were talking about this with Copas the other night. Um, yeah, yeah, but there is. I had I. I <laughs> I had no idea that there was a sequel. It was made by the same director four years later. It didn't get nearly as much buzz or attention. Um, But I just wanted to ask you if you had even heard of that. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I'm surprised you didn't check it out. Yeah, I I might. I just have a feeling that it was the first one was kind of lightning in a bottle. It seems like, and Mm, the director hasn't really done much since. And the sequel didn't really seem to garner much interest, so yeah, probably probably won't. But anyway, uh, it's obviously a new release. Agreed, new release all around, baby. Yeah, that's an easy yeah. one. Yeah, definitely, uh, one... definitely, fucking watch this film if yeah. if you're into film and you're listening to this episode. Watch it if you haven't. Sorry if we spoiled it, but watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's it worth it. Even, it won't yeah. spoil anything. Yeah, it's it's an interesting look back at like it is inspired by a lot of '90s filmmaking styles, I would say. So in that respect, it does kind of like feel like a product of the time, not in a bad way, of course, but it does feel like very um, Tarantino or Scorsese or um, Guy Ritchie, like you said with Snatch, like that style seemed very popular at the time. Yep. Speaking of, what's yeah. next? How early aughts is this? Zero being zero aughts to <laughs> 103 being 2003 aughts. Yeah, does that scale make sense to you? I wasn't sure uh, what to do. Yeah, it's fine. We can't do zero to zero three. We can't do, <laughs> we could do zero to 2003, but that's a we pretty We could big... do zero to zero th- three. That would be a point zero three. No, yeah, point zero three, because then you could have point zero three. No, point zero two nine one. No, we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but seriously, um, how does this rank, or, or rather, how does this fit score wise? Zero yeah. to one hundred and three in the year two thousand and three. Does it have the the decade or the the years fashion? The music, the actors, the tropes. Um, I, I don't think the Not actors. Not at all. It, you're, true. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's and, set and the in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Jinx you owe me a coke. Um, yeah. <laughs> Down so, with the thickness. <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, and and you know we'll recalibrate this as we go throughout the year, but uh, fashion. Well, again, it's sixties and seventies. So fashion, music, act. Well. No real actors. No, no, no. Well, it gets no, credit no for actors. film. The, the the style. I I, style, I do sure. I do believe it, Easy. it really captures that aesthetic. It's like a it's All a right. mashup of of filmmaking styles from yeah and, the time, and for sure yeah filmmaking style and editing gives yeah. I, I've got to give it an easy fifty five. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, this isn't a quality score. This is like how yeah, much of a product how... of of the time is it in a product of its time doesn't have to be set in the in the year but that helps typically it has yeah yeah that's it's one of the calculations derek has retired his calculator <laughs> but um <laughs> a factor is is how transportative is it like we're you know we're literally time traveling but for people that can only watch the movie how much does this take them to the early odds and yeah. it does filmmaking wise that's about it Yes, agreed. Totally. Yeah. And some of the music, of course. But so I think yeah. that the the solid fifty five is respectable. Works for me. Within that criteria. All right. Um so this movie, City of God gets a fifty five, and that's our first movie of twenty twenty three, baby. Sure is. All right. So what <laughs> are we going to sell in our new release gift shop? Whenever oh we watch a film, we <laughs> decide on what to manufacture <laughs> and sell so we can continue this podcast. Um, so far, we actually sold out of everything from yep. all of our previous seasons. Burned it uh, down. Our shop is is empty. Yeah. We're getting ready to um, open back up. New business yep. for a new year. So what what's going to be our first best yep. seller? Because it's our only item in the inventory. Um, we've got guns. We've got drugs. Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. <laughs> love uh, selling affordable both of those. affordable housing. <laughs> um, in, a, ah. in a sketchy location, we've got camera equipment. Could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it this but, this film makes it well doesn't make this difficult we're making this difficult because of the film if that makes any sure. sense what i'm thinking is a grab bag or rather um like a and maybe we've done this in previous uh, episodes but like a a random bag like you buy a bag uh-huh. and you don't know what's in it it might be a handgun mm. it could be i don't know probably just all handguns yeah, well, I I do like that because there's a scene where Lil Z or somebody is like going around with a yeah. shopping bag and just handing out guns to kids. So yeah. we cannot legally promise that there will be a functional gun in these bags, but if you order it, we can't guarantee there won't be. <laughs> All right, so we're grab bag with guns. That's yeah. what it is. Question All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are we watching? Well, so are we are you satisfied with our description of this movie or, or our discussion and oh, yeah. you want to move on? All right. Yeah. Um, um that's it for City of God. Thank you. Come again. All right. 
new release, baby. So, what are we watching this next week, True? We're watching a Paul Giamatti movie. Oh, I should mention, next week, we are going to Sundance, Colorado for the Sundance Film Festival. So, we're going to be seeing a couple movies. The next two weeks of the podcast, we're going to be seeing movies uh, from Sundance. And we're going to be describing kind of the... The scene. Derek is going to be plugging away at his industry plugs and <laughs> getting the scoop on all the hot industry dish. Oh, but, I thought you were going to um, say ice cream, but okay. Yeah, hitting the slopes. And we're going to be seeing a the first movie that we have on our um, festival schedule is a Paul Giamatti movie that I don't think I saw when it came out. So I'm really excited to see what this uh, hyped up audience for the first time. All right. What about you? I have, I, I cannot recall if I've seen this uh, anyway, but I'm totally intrigued. Let's check it out, or at okay. least the trailer, and we'll watch it next week. I think we should skip the whole courtship thing and just get married. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Harvey Picar. You're Harvey Picar. You're famous. Son, you're done good. You are living the American dream. I never felt more like a sellout hack in my life. You do me wrong, but I love this man. I'm still a file clerk. I have always been a file clerk. Could you get me some water if you ask me? What, you got a headache? No, but I want to avoid one. Not a lot of uh, description to the film, however, a lot of dialogue, which makes sense for the film festival we're going to. Yeah, this movie is called American Splendor, and I think it'll be really fun. Um, I didn't even watch the full trailer. Like, we'll be going into this like the festival audience, like the mm-hmm. rest of the audience that isn't time travelers, <laughs> with no expectations. I I don't know if Ashley has any history with this, but I have zero. Uh, so I'm super excited. Uh, the tiny bit I saw looks tonally really fun. And Paul Giamatti, obviously, is always an incredible performer. So, yeah, American Splendor next week, live in 2003 at Sundance. Um, (laughs) Follow along with us by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you find fine podcasts. Derek? And at new release on Instagram. Yeah, it's on a little bit of hiatus. Instagram. Sure. Uh, That's a motherfucking wrap. Woo!